day five and we are nearing the end of what has been an amazing week. Global Bookkeeping Week here in Australia, rating all things bookkeeping. And it is absolutely amazing to have you joining us again on the ICB News Channel. My name is Rob Marshall and I'm joined today by what has been my wingman or wingwoman during the week, uh, Amanda Linton. Great to have you back joining us today on the podcast, Amanda. Thanks, Rob. Great to be here to wrap up the week. And wrapping up the week we will be. What a week it's been. And we've also got the ICB Executive Director and uh, the Vice Chair of the ICB Board, Mr. Matthew Addison. Thank you for joining us on the News Channel, Matthew. Greetings, Rob, and uh, I'm going to feel privileged to be invited to Episode 5, noting I wasn't invited to the other ones, (laughs) but moving on. We will move on because that's what you do when you get a comment like that. But anyway... We're going to uh, explore over the next uh, 20 minutes or so, or however long it might take, some of the key moments of the past week and the highlights of the four guests that we've had. Now, if you haven't tuned in to the previous four episodes that Matthew referenced that he's having a little moment about not being involved in, um, we had some amazing interviews with some even more amazing people. Uh, We Day one, go back. You can do it in podcast land. Go back and have a listen to... Uh, a conversation we had with Will Buckley, who is the Australian country manager for Zero. Um, it, it is exceptional. And we're going to pick up on a few of Will's points. Day two, uh, we had, had a great chat with Andrew Watson, who is the ATO Deputy Commissioner of Individuals and in- Intermediaries at the ATO. Somebody very connected with so much of what we all do on a daily basis. Day three, we caught up with Sam Allett from Reckon. He is the CEO of Reckon. You don't get any higher than that and um, had a fantastic time with him. And then uh, day four, we uh, caught up with Emma Fawcett, who is the general manager of small to medium enterprises at MYOB or SMEs as we sometimes call them. Um, And... uh, Wow, what a conversation Amanda and I had with Emma. So if you've missed those, you need to jump into your app and go and listen to those episodes because they are well worth a listen. But we're going to kind of wrap it up. We've heard their views and uh, they are experts and they are influencers in their fields. But let's now kind of just flip it a little bit and consider this through the eyes of, well, let's call it bookkeepers helping bookkeepers helping business. And uh we're going to kick off by just having a, a little bit of a review of, of the conversation we did have on day one with Will Buckley. He uh, identified a number of things that um, are challenges for bookkeepers going into 2023 and beyond, which has been a focus for us here at the ICB throughout 2023. In particular, he referenced some image problems that perhaps are perceived for bookkeepers, and I'm going to use that word perceived, for the term, even the term bookkeeper. And and we also heard that to a degree from um, one of our other guests, Emma Fawcett, on day four. So I'm going to throw it to the panel, if we can call it a panel. Uh, let's go to uh, Amanda. Amanda, you, you were involved with a couple of those conversations. Well, where are we at with the term bookkeeper and the perceived image of a bookkeeper? It's a really interesting question, Rob, and it comes up frequently. You know, people who say, well, I don't actually know what a bookkeeper is. And we've had discussions over the years about do we change the term or, you know, and if so, what would we be called? And so the conversation's kind of gone around. And I think where we've all landed is the fact that we just need to better explain what it is that we actually do. Yeah. And, you know, conversations 
with people like Will and the presentation he did at ZeroCon, the conversation we had with Emma the other day, go a long way in helping to address what it is that a professional bookkeeper in 2023 actually does for small business. And I loved Emma's call out yesterday where she said that, you know, bookkeepers are extremely undervalued and underrated for the amazing way in which they can work with small business to encourage and support small business to be productive, to take forward innovation and, you know, varying initiatives and things like that. So I loved how she positioned that. But uh, Will's call out as well was also, if you remember, he also talked about the fact that when we're addressing something like this perceived image problem that we're talking about, well, we have to own that as a community. Yeah. And that's not just ICB leading the charge or Zero, or MYB or Reckon or any of our other key partners. That's about every single bookkeeper in the country going, hey, I'm a professional bookkeeper and this is what I do and being proud of what we do. And so I thought that was a really great theme that came through from, um, from both of them during that conversation. Matthew, I know... I know for certain when we've talked about this uh, a lot over the last couple of years, the term professional bookkeeper, for those tuning in right now who perhaps haven't considered that they're professional, what, why, do we, why do we use the word professional bookkeeper? What does that really call out from your perspective? Rob, what it uh, tends to call out is a little bit of a differentiation from history, yep. if you like a little bit of a differentiation from that perception that bookkeepers are data processors, that they are, um, can I say this out loud, they're an outsourced service that just does the transactions. And we know the professional bookkeeper is so much more than that. Uh, We have some great professional bookkeepers in our community, professional bookkeepers who do what you called out, both Rob and Amanda, about advertising the fact, hey, I'm a professional bookkeeper and I'm proud of it and this is what I do. I'm on the cutting edge of helping you do business efficiently. Bookkeepers helping bookkeepers helping business. So that professional bookkeeper title allows us to really develop our own presentation and promotion of being a bookkeeper but also helps us use that term to say to people, don't engage just a bookkeeper, engage a professional bookkeeper. Yeah. So I, I think we're getting some real differentiation going on here and I'll come back to a government comment in a minute. Yeah, isn't it important? It's, it's amazing, isn't it? I recently spoke at an event where uh, the term professional bookkeeper started to get bounced around a lot and someone made that comment, you know, of don't just hire a any bookkeeper, hire a professional bookkeeper. And can I just call out that, yes, Um, in the traditional sense of how we as an industry tend to talk about that, we tend to think of an outsourced service or someone we contract into our business. But let's not forget the amazing employed bookkeepers, the accounts clerks, the payroll clerks, the, you know, um, accounts receivable, accounts payable clerks. They're all professional and great at what they do as well. So when we're talking professional bookkeeper, it's important that we throw that net really nice and wide and make sure that we're giving due recognition to the people who have stepped up, done some qualification training, really invested in their professional development. And, you know, as, as we know, you don't have to be self-employed to be a professional bookkeeper. It's, it's about lifting the whole profile of the space. 
We're going to come back to this conversation in a moment and I can see a thought bubble in Matthew Addison's head. I don't know how you see a thought bubble, but I can actually physically see it and he, he, he's going to circle back shortly. But we're going, to, we're going to come back to something that Will said and also that Emma um, Fawcett from MYOB picked up on, um, which was very consistent in their approach to where we need to go as professional bookkeepers. So we'll come back to that. Day two... We, uh, we had a, a very in-depth conversation with, I'll call him a very important per- person in our world, Andrew Watson, the ATO's Deputy Commissioner of Individuals and Intermediaries. Loves just saying that, trying to roll that one off the tongue. Um, Matthew, uh, Andrew mentioned that from the ATO's perspective, the connection with the bookkeeping community is really, really important, essential in many ways. How do we approach that from the perspective of the Institute of Certified Bookkeepers? What, what's the sort of approach that we take to make sure that that connection is really clear and really fluid? Yeah, Rob, as I have it, have it to do when we do these podcasts, I'm going to ignore your question for a little <laughs> while and, and tell you a few other things and then you can hold me to account, bring me back to your question. Um, I'm really pleased you got Andrew Watson on a podcast Let me unpack that a little bit. I'm really pleased that Andrew Watson has recently been promoted to Deputy Commissioner of Individuals and Intermediaries. Andrew has been an Assistant Commissioner at the Tax Office for a while. He has um, dived into our area and back out a couple of times with some special projects and things. Uh, He understands the bookkeeping community. He understands our individual space. And now we have a deputy commissioner. So remember that's three three tiers from the top, right? The commissioner, second commissioners, and then um, then the uh, deputy commissioners. So Andrew's role really takes on advocating for professional bookkeepers inside the ATO. Yeah, he's going to get his stick out and he's going to hit back at us every so often. He pushes us a little bit about things that aren't convenient for the ATO. But I'm really happy with Andrew because he goes out of his way to understand our perspective and our context. So, you know, I would sit in three different uh, stewardship groups with Andrew's environments where uh, the conversations are always, okay, what does this mean? What's its impact? What do we need to think about? Um, So there's a really good appreciation in there. Rob, you know, Amanda, you know, the community knows. I don't always agree with what the ATO is doing. (laughs) Uh, We can get onto a couple of projects at the moment that are causing us concern, but we have some great direction to go. We've managed to establish some real, to use the term, professional uh, strategies to deal with this, to work with the ATO. Rob, uh, I'm way off topic here, but the ATO, I'm still calling the best regulator in the country despite the fact I don't like them very much right at the moment. <laughs> we, might, we might get to that in a moment or edit that bit out. We'll see. Um, but <laughs> uh, to, the, to the original question that you conveniently ignored, um, <laughs> the connection that ICB has with the ATO is clear, as you've said, or very fluid and, and is impactful, I guess, is the question. Um, the impact that we are able to have, as do some of our other friends that have um, professional associations, um, the ATA takes very seriously. 
Yeah, Rob, there is no question we, as ICB, as a bookkeeping community, have a voice into government. We have an impact on government. Uh, yeah, we do a significant amount of work with the ATO because, funnily enough, bookkeepers live and breathe inside the ATO. We have a great connection with Fair Work, right, and the Fair Work Ombudsman. Um, so we're, we've worked with them. You may have seen the Fair Work Ombudsman's change some strategy, change some of their information packs, and it's a direct result of feedback ICB has given to them. Uh, we meet with Treasury on behalf of bookkeepers to get government to understand what the world of a bookkeeper, what the world of a professional bookkeeper. And just on the topic, Rob, I think, um, we, in those conversations where I'm trying to explain the practical reality, we term it, the professional bookkeeper will approach it this way. The professional bookkeeper has this intention and you can see their eyes go wide as they realise the sort of work we do and the sort of direction we want to help the Australian business environment develop to. And I think the main thing to, to call out, especially for listeners who are tuning in who are members of the ICB, is that when you do give us feedback, when you do give us information of what's happening in your world that is maybe not going the way it should do, and, and when, once we sort of get a feel for the fact that that's impactful across our community, your voice is taken straight into ATO absolutely taken straight there through the forums that Matthew's speaking about. Amanda, you're the CEO of the professional association that has that connection. You've got some thoughts? I just wanted to say, Rob, um, it's also important to note that, you know, we have a team of people who are who are talking about this stuff. Matthew clearly is our advocacy lead and, you know, sits in most of the big hit meetings, if I can call it that, not de not denigrating what anyone else does, but there is a team of people associated with ICB who represent the voice of professional bookkeepers in varying government consultation levels. And so it's important to call out that um, it's fabulous that Matthew has a voice with the likes of Andrew Watson and some of the, the ministers, et cetera, and, but we we'd also have a voice at working group level. So, you know, we do have interactions at, you know, yes, we have very strong interactions at policy level, but we are fortunate enough to be able to have a voice in a lot of the working groups that happen. And I know, Rob, you represent us in some of those and Darren McMahon, one of ICB's other directors, represents us in some of those and, you know, and numerous other people who... who uh, who have our voice inside government. So, you know, it is, it's wonderful the fact that we have such a broad community of people who, who can represent the professional bookkeeper voice inside government. And Andrew called that out. He called the importance of the interactions of making sure that we hear that. And as Matthew said, you know, at times we don't always agree with them and there are even some times that we don't even really like them. Like, right, you know, <laughs> there's a couple of things that are happening at the moment. But the, the important thing is the fact that we do have those interactions and, as you called out, the feedback that we get from our membership base directly aligns with the conversations we're having with government. So one of the reasons we have those engagements, one of those reasons, one of the reasons or those reasons that we have to have those engagements is what Sam Allett in our uh, conversation with him called out and that is because we live as bookkeepers in a world of change and it's always changing and it seems to be changing quicker than it used to change back when it used to change a lot slower. I might have to rewind that one to kind of unpack what I just said there. But change is a constant in the world of bookkeeping and accounting. 
it can bring about the word challenge and issues, but it also can bring about the term opportunity. And that's what we examined a lot with, with Sam. Matthew, you again deal with the change, probably in some cases you see the change coming before the change actually happens. What, what's your views on the importance of bookkeepers embracing that change, I guess, is, is what we tackled with Sam. Rob, I think our community of professional bookkeepers has been at the forefront of change, and I'm going to say for 25 years. Right? Yeah. Since we started getting really commercially available accounting software that a small business could contemplate, it's our community that have embraced that at a million miles an hour and created a change in the small business sector to start digitising. Government talk about digital now. Well, we were doing this stuff 25 years ago. Um, the, the artificial intelligence discussion, I really like it. I like where it's going. But some of the techniques they're saying, well, this is artificial intelligence. Well, we've been helping programs machine learn, autocode, recognise, um, transact, again, for the best part of 20 years. So, Rob, our community does change. We lead change. I think we are at the forefront of helping businesses embrace and change. And of course, we've always got that uh, dilemma that businesses don't always want to change in the way that will make them more efficient and more effective. But our professional bookkeepers, I think, have led change remarkably and continue to embrace it. The issue we have, Rob, at the moment is, as you say, the rate of change and the rate of substantial change. We always have to think about a rational, realistic, reasonable and professional way to approach it. Did I get my slogan in, guys? You did. You got um, it just right. Well, we have to get, um, we have to think about what's before us, recognise the problem, recognise the stumbling blocks and go, what's reasonable? What's rational? What's a professional way for me to approach this and still engage my clients in it? And it's important to call out the um, important to call out the fact that the opportunities that exist in change is the other thing. You know, um, we've heard stories of members over the years who have you know a significant change has come about. Some have been long term, some have been short term, and they've seen a real opportunity in that change environment. So rather than panic about, oh my goodness, you know this is going to turn my business on 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 its head. What they've done is they've actually embraced that and they've increased or changed or amended or updated their yeah. service delivery and adjusted. And that in itself is testament to the way in which that we, we should approach this is the fact that, you know, as, as Sam called out, you know, change is inevitable and it's consistent and constant. And as Matthew just called out, we, we've, we have a choice of how we respond to that and it's either we can panic about it or we can write it as our community does so well and really look for the opportunities um, in that. And I'm not just talking about the opportunities to make a buck. I'm talking about the opportunities to make a difference. Yeah, good call. And I guess that is the encouragement. And that's what, if you're listening in right now, and that change is one of those struggle points for you, um, lean in, lean into your professional association. Hopefully it's us, the ICB. Lean into us because that's what we want. We want to encourage you through the process and we will help you at every possible way and have multiple ways to be able to do that for you. The change that is probably 
and we had, we had to t- tackle it. We had to tackle it. And on the in the episode with Andrew Watson and Amanda, you tackled it head on. The change. It's November two thousand and twenty three. That the 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 challenge that's right before many professional bookkeepers right now, and in particular the component of the bookkeeping community known as Baz agents, is around client agent linking. Amanda, you were very clear to. Uh, present that to Andrew Watson, the ATO's um, Deputy Commissioner, and he, he was extremely willing to share with us. I'll, I'll call that out. And if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and have a listen. Matthew, again, you are uh, very much involved with the advocacy around client-agent linking. Uh, in a few words, some in- encouragement for our member community around what's about to unfold, whilst at the same time acknowledging the, the challenges ahead. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Look, it's been a really interesting journey. Uh, None of us, externals, ICB, disagree with the ATO about the problem they're trying to solve. There is a gap and they need to solve it. Unfortunately, due to the way that technology works and our environment works, client agent linking has those, they call it six steps, I think it's at least eight um, steps that will need to be achieved for every business or not-for-profit or entity to appoint a new agent. So just calling out, it's not for your existing clients, it's only for a new appointment of a change of agent. Unless, of course, the tax agent kicks the BAS agent off and the BAS agent has to reconnect. <laughs> uh, but, Rob, what we've managed to discuss with the ATO is what does a BAS agent do if they hit the wall? What does a client do if we hit the wall? And we've come to some agreement with the ATO about, look, it might happen, it's going to happen. ATO, you're going to need time to respond. How do we communicate with the ATO? We've got a problem. We want to lodge forms, but it's not letting us because we're not appointed as an agent. Think single-touch payroll might stop because you've been disconnected. Think about bazers won't be lodged. Think about the super uh, small business super clearinghouse. You might not be able to access it anymore. So if that's the case and the reason you can't do your job is a client agent linking problem, we're going to bring you the technique. So for members, watch our newsletters, watch our resources. We're actually, I haven't told the CEO yet this, but um, we're going to release a special um direction to members because I'm worried about the stress level of our professional bookkeepers. I'm worried about hitting a wall, getting really frustrated you can't lodge. What we've agreed with the ATO, use practice mail, send a message to the ATO, your agent number, ABN of the client, name the client, outline the problem and tell them we're trying to lodge these forms We're trying to do what's right, but client agent linking is stopping us. Can you help us solve the problem? And then we wait for the ATO to come back. So we've really gone down a track, Rob, of trying to go, look, we hope none of this happens, but we see some some hurdles coming. And when you hit the hurdle, don't stress, don't overwork it, send a message to the ATO and come back tomorrow. 
Rob. There you go. You just heard it first, folks. You know, uh, the CEO's uh, looking as if to say um, uh, any danger I could hear about that first, but uh, I see a nodding head, so she's absolutely on It's a good thing the CEO agrees. Yeah. (laughs) We will unpack that a lot more. There's a lot there. Um, So if you are listening in and right now you are really concerned about it, can we please, please guarantee you we are on this. We are working on it and we will have... Uh, a lot more to share with you in the coming weeks, so stay tuned to all our uh, our communication pieces. Rob, I just want to emphasise that we are on it. I, I've got to say, if it's not 100 hours, it's probably 150 hours that ICB have directly been involved in meetings, yep. advocacy workshops around client-agent linking. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Let's not get onto phone calls and, and try to deal with the length of phone calls. But um, we're, we are in this. We've, we've improved some comms. We've improved uh, some elements of it. There's a way to go here. But reasonable, rational, realistic, professional response, you hit a wall, send them a message wait for our communication on this to exactly how. And can I also call out that we've got an excellent article in our October edition of the ICB newsletter that gives you a step-by-step approach to client-agent linking. Um, so if you're, especially if you're a member of the ICB, make sure you, if you haven't already downloaded or had a look at the October edition of the ICB newsletter, get your head inside it because that in itself will give you some uh, maybe some clarity around some of the things that you are angstful about or worrying about with this process. We're getting towards the end of this episode, but we've got a couple of other things that I want to delve into, including one that I said we would circle back to. Um, we had a an excellent, they were all excellent, but a really, really insightful conversation with Emma Fawcett from MYOB um, on day four of Global Bookkeeping Week. Go and listen if you haven't already done so. Um, Amanda, a lot of conversation around the fact that it is just a fact. Matthew and I uh, may may not uh, totally. Yeah, no. I well, I celebrate it. Put it this way: over eighty percent of the the workforce in our community are women, and um, amazing women. And uh, we hear from so many of those on a daily basis. Emma's call out about the role of females showing and growing into leadership and supporting and uplifting other women. Do you want to just do a quick recap of that and and your thoughts on what Emma said, which was really inspiring, by the way? Look, I thought it was a a really great conversation with Emma. And uh, really what she was calling out is the fact of, um, so part of what she called out was the feel-good factor that comes with actually mentoring and supervising um, or sponsoring, I think was the term that she used, um, other women to elevate into leadership. And we also talked about the fact that you don't have to have the title of a business owner or a CEO to lead. You know, leadership is actually about inspiring people and motivating people and all of those kinds of elements as well. And Emma Lynn to the fact that, you know, women generally are a bit more empathetic, which makes them great people leaders. And we don't celebrate that enough. And uh, we also touched on the fact that, you know, building confidence of the women who are in our space, you know, quite often we actually know much more than we think we know. Um, and actually have a much stronger skill set when it comes to leadership than we think we do. And the way that we continue to build that and um, and elevate that is to, for, for women who hold leadership roles, and I'll count myself in that, in that equation, 
to be able to support and mentor others to be able to do that. We also touched on the fact that um, with confidence around leadership, sometimes you know comes the ability to be a bit vulnerable about the fact that we don't always get it right. Yeah. I'm the first to put my hand up to say I've made plenty of mistakes along the way and I have plenty more to make, I'll guarantee it. But, um, you know, the fact that I think sometimes there's this perception of, oh, because we're the leader, we can't stuff something up or we can't make a wrong call when, in fact, it's actually quite the opposite. That's what part of being a good leader is about. So I agree. I encourage anyone to go back and listen to Emma's um, Emma's interview. She really, really talked about that. And you're right, Rob, it's actually just over, it's 85.3% based on our latest survey um, of our industry are actually women. So, you know, we did also talk a little bit about um, diversity. Emma raised a few other groups as well. Uh, and the fact of, you know, us, as well as we celebrate the fact that we're 85.3% female, um, you know, looking at ways to how do we bring new people into the industry? How do we increase male engagement into our space as well? So we touched on a whole lot of things like that, but it was, it was a really great bookend interview. Rob, uh, just building on that, I mean, you're a senior exec of ICB. I've been here for a while now. I actually find it a real privilege Mm. and I'm a bit stunned with being able to be involved with a community like ours. So it's a real honour to work with a community that is 80% plus female. But can I say, one of the things I really like about professional bookkeeping, I like about our industry, is what great opportunities this creates for a female workforce, right? We just suit the return to work uh, mother or the return to work parent. We suit another job or a change in job or wanting to develop and be really flexible yeah. about yep. the environment. Yep. Rob, I, I just really like where we're at. I'm gr- glad Emma's called it out. Amanda, I, I agree with your comments. I think we're in a really good spot as a professional bookkeeping community and this um, ability to to help the female participation in the workforce might be one of the things we're undervalued for. Yeah. No, great, great call, and and we do, we absolutely celebrate uh, women in leadership. Um, that's coming from a from a guy, so I hope that's um, appropriate. We 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 absolutely celebrate it and uh, embrace it in our community, possibly better than many, thankfully. Um, Let's uh, let's get to the last one. I did mention that we would cycle back to it and you've just touched on it, Amanda, and that is uh, both Emma focused on it to a lesser degree, possibly Sam, but certainly Will focused on it, and that is um, the the talent that we need to, to nurture and get through into bookkeeping coming through, how that looks, how we're going to do that. We are, our survey calls out that we are an, an ageing community, um, do you want to just pick up on a key, a couple of key highlights from especially Emma and, and Will bringing out that conversation? Yeah, they, they both touched on it and interestingly, they both came at it from slightly different perspectives but landed in the same place, which was great, yeah. um, about talking about the fact of we really need to celebrate what it is that we actually do and not undersell that. Right? Both of them called out the fact that 
bookkeepers are so underrated. Like the term, the term um, and the positioning of a bookkeeper is so underrated. When you look at the significant amount of impact that we have on the small business community and attracting younger people into the profession, you know, the things that that really drive the younger workforce at the moment, you know, things like making a difference, things like having a positive influence over someone. Um, you know, or being able to help someone else succeed, having that social responsibility element that's brought into it as well. All of those elements are things, and as Matthew's just called out, they're some of the things that our industry can provide in abundance. And we don't celebrate that enough. We don't promote it enough. I think sometimes we sit and say, oh, you know, we're, we're kind of just a bookkeeper, which is just, you know, we've got to stop that. We have to start building confidence yeah. and talking to our younger community about the exciting ability to be able to, you know, have an impact, have a real tangible impact on a small business or a real tangible impact into the way in which we're using technology and, you know, the efficient, not only, and it's not just about pressing buttons and using tech, it's designing tech systems for efficient use in business system, you know, business systems and those kinds of things. So, that's what they both touched on in relation to that and something that we've been talking about for quite a while, you know, um, getting back to the professional bookkeeper definition, if you want to call it that. It's about building systems. It's about, you know, enabling small business in particular, small business in particular to really enhance and embrace innovation and efficiencies. Um, and I know that was one of the things that pulled me into the space was the ability to go, I really want to make a difference to small business and for me being able to go, hey, let me do the tech, let me do the background work and you guys just go and do your thing, that was a really big draw card for me and I think we need to emphasise that a lot more when we're talking to our younger cohort. Yeah, great, great summation there. Um, Again, I'm going to call it out. If you haven't listened to the the previous four episodes, do yourself a favour as somebody famously used to say. Uh, You have to probably be the other side of 40 to remember that bit, but uh, do yourself a favour, go back and listen to days one, two, three and four of our Global Bookkeeping Week special for the ICB News Channel. You will get something out of every day, I am certain. We're going to to wrap up. You mentioned, um, Amanda, that it is a, a bit of a theme we have, we struck on right back at our summit series back in March around the topic of the professional bookkeeper in 2023 and beyond. Well, we're nearly at the beyond. We are getting into the beyond. So in, in a couple of sentences to wrap up, we'll start, with, uh, we'll start with you, Amanda, and then we'll finish with Matthew. What is the beyond for the professional bookkeeper? Where, where, where have we come this year? And I'm going to suggest we've come uh, possibly even a lot further than what we envisaged back even in March. But... Uh, What's your thoughts? I think we've come an exceptional long way. Um, And from my perspective, Rob, it is onwards and upwards. There is no turning back for our profession and I'm super excited about what the future of the professional bookkeeper and the profession of bookkeeping um, actually brings to the table, particularly in enhancing small business. Rob, it's a really challenging question. What does 2024 and beyond look like? For some of our community, well, the general principle I have for for our professional bookkeepers is be professional in what you do. That might mean you limit the scope of what you do and you do it really, really well. For some of you, being in your business by yourself, but this is what I do and I do it well, is precisely right. 
and increasing your professionalism in that delivery next year is precisely right. For some of you, it's about developing a multi-person practice and more people on your team delivering a wider scope of services or to more people. But still, what's the challenge for 2024? What does that mean? What does that look like? How do I be professional in delivering it? For some of us, it's about tapping into other networks of expertise. So again, this is what I'm good at. This is my professionalism. I'd actually like to offer my business or my client this extra bit of work, but I'm not good at it. Who's the expert that I pull in? So for 2024 and beyond, let's stay professional, but develop that professionalism within the rails that you really wish to be. Pearls of wisdom. I think that's the term there from both the CEO of the ICB and the Executive Director, Deputy Chair of the ICB Board. Matthew Addison, thank you for joining us today on this wrap of Global Bookkeeping Week. It's been an exceptional week for us to be able to engage with our community across Australia through this forum. Thanks for joining us, albeit on the last of five. Uh, my wing, <laughs> my 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 wing woman, Amanda. Uh, through the week, it's been a great journey, Amanda, and uh, uh, really appreciated your input, uh, Amanda. Thanks for joining us, Matthew. Thanks for joining us. www. No, we'll just go with www.icb.org.au is where you want to land after this. If you want to know more about bookkeeping bookkeepers, the professional bookkeeper and the Institute of Certified Bookkeepers in particular. ICB.org is where you want to head and make sure that you engage with us next time on the ICB News Channel. Thank you for joining us this week on Global Bookkeeping Week. Thanks, Rob. 